Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, the New Work Revolution podcast is here. And today I want to talk a little bit about the philosophy of a business owner and specifically I want you to think about the question as you run your business, as you manage your division or whoever is listening to this, think about your world of work and then think about why do I do what I do? What is the ultimate goal for what I'm trying to accomplish? And this came up, this came up again and this topic has come up time after time and One of the things that I try to do with a business owner is really help them see how they need to get out of their craft or their technical work, and they need to kind of come up above the clouds a little bit and and really look at that higher viewpoint of their business and really work on the other areas of their business that really need support and attention and I get pushback from this from time to time, and sometimes it's because someone's just not ready for that. But someone was really authentic with me recently, and and I've had this come up, a, you know, a few times, and so I thought I should address this in a podcast. But as I was talking to this person, we were talking about them doing the technical work or their craft less, and them owning more. And in a real bit of authenticity, they said, "Look, I don't know." Where I create value or, or where my value is, is tied in this business, if I'm not working with the clients myself, if I'm not the one doing the work, I don't really know where my value is. And it's hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that I can be valuable when I'm not doing the work that our business does. And this is a topic that comes up again and again. And I think sometimes we're hesitant to bring this up because we don't want to sound insecure, but I think it's a really good question. And the the question we have to ask, though, is when you start a business, who is your business for? Or if you manage a division or if you lead a company, who is that division or that company for? Who does it serve? And as you ask that question, I bet one of the things that comes up is that it's not you didn't create your business. You don't manage your division or lead your company because you do it for you. Now, the things that you get out of it are always a byproduct. When I do good work, when I when I when I impact people's lives positively, there's always a byproduct of that. There's always a byproduct of money. There's an there's always a byproduct of fulfillment. There's always a byproduct of just the challenge that comes along with doing a good job and what that entails. So there's always something in it for us. But the reality is, is we didn't create our business for us. And so what we have to look at is what is the scope of value that we have to create? And when we say yes to ourselves, what we're doing is we're saying no to everyone else who needs what we have to offer. Because as one person, we can't possibly deliver the value at the highest level that we could if we had a team behind us and we were the ones that were really creating the mechanism 
for that value creation to be created, if we were creating the environment for that to happen, the better we can do that as business owners, the more value we're going to create, not only for our team, but also for the people who use our product or service. And so this is one of those things where it really gets tricky as we think about this because we don't want to think, well, gosh, I'm being selfish. But in some ways, maybe we are when we think, well, gosh, if I'm not doing the work, then I don't feel like I'm being fulfilled. And the question becomes, well, where's our vision at? And so as you think about your business, there's a, there's a couple of points I want you to think about. Here's some questions I want you to ask yourself today to really see what lies ahead for you and how you can take this to the next level. So think about this. Is your business for you or is it for the public? Are you trying to create value primarily for yourself or are you trying to create value primarily for other people? And when we talk about producer versus consumer and a producer creates value, a consumer consumes it, um, we want to be value producers. So who are we valuing, who are we producing value for? And if you look at things like Wall Street and big big money finance, the problem that people have with that that are smart enough to ask the right questions, the problem they have is that they realize that look, People who work in derivatives and different things in the financial services industry, they're creating value for no one but themselves. Literally, they're creating no value, but value for themselves. Now, they may be creating some value for other investors, maybe, but primarily they're creating value for themselves. And people don't, I don't think they connect the dots that way a lot of times, but I think that's what bugs people about a lot of financial services in, in the industry that it, that it, that is out there in, in, in the United States and probably in other countries as well. It really bothers people that, that they create value just for themselves. So who is your business for? Is it for you or is it for the public? And this is something you have to get clear on. Now, the more it's for the public, the more you're going to have to decide, at what point do I die to myself and at what point do I give myself fully to the mission that I'm trying to accomplish? And, and that kind of takes me into my second point. What is your big vision for your business? What is the big vision? I just did a workshop um, a couple of weeks ago on vision, and it was awesome. And I love to talk about this because a lot of times we don't develop our vision, we don't think about it, and we play small. We play smaller than we need to. Now, there's various levels of how to play in business. I work with some business owners that just want a small boutique shop. They don't want anything bigger than that. They're happy with doing, you know, two fifty to five hundred thousand dollars a year in revenue, and they're fine with that. It provides the lifestyle that they want. They get fulfillment, and quite frankly, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's you, then do that. That's fine. But there's other people who want more. They want multiple business units. They want, uh, you know, several leaders in their company. They really want to build a, you know, they want to build a multi million dollar company, and if that's the case, then we've got to get really clear on, well, what's it going to take? Can you build a multi-million dollar company if you're always on the front lines working with your clients? You can't. It's, it's impossible to do that. You're only one person. You can't. And so you've got to get clear. What is the vision? What's the max level of value that is possible for you to create or that you're willing to create? Now, some people 
they're capable of creating more value, but they don't want to. They're, they're fine with the level of value that they create. So you have to decide what's the max level that I'm willing to create as far as value goes in my business. What is that top line? And look, you've got to build this out. Now, sometimes we get hung up because we're like, well, I don't know what that looks like. But take a guess. When you graduated from college, when you decided to start your business, what was the big vision that you had for you and your career? What is that big vision? And have you gotten away from that? Have you thought about it in a while? But build out that big vision and make sure it's big enough to stretch you. Make sure it's a big enough vision that it it terrifies you a little bit. It's a little bit scary. It's got to be something that you look at and you think, man, I I don't even know if I can do this, but this is what we're trying to do. Because this is really going to dictate, this is going to be the catalyst. When you have a big vision, it's easier for me to step out of the day-to-day minutia when I know that my doing so is it's it's vital to the long-term success of my company. So what is your big vision? Ask that question. The next question is, is ego and pride getting in the way? Mm. Ego and pride. We all know these. I know these. Uh, unfortunately, they're nemesis of mine. But Lao Tzu has a great quote on leadership. Lao Tzu wrote the Tao Te Ching. Um, and, and so... One of his leadership quotes that I love is that a leader is best when people barely know he exists. When his work is done, his aim fulfilled, they will say we did it ourselves. That is such a powerful quote. When you think about that, what that means is, look, a leader creates the environment for success, and then they get the hell out of the way, and they let their team execute the game plan. That's what a leader does. A leader doesn't need to take credit. A leader doesn't need to insert himself or herself unnecessarily into the process. They don't need to micromanage. They create the environment for for success to have for sex to happen. For success to happen, and then they let their team do what needs to be done. That's what a good leader does. That's terrifying, though, because our ego and pride tell us that I'm somebody, that I'm necessary, and by God, my team is going to succeed or fail based on my efforts. Well, guess what? That's not entirely true. If your team doesn't execute and they don't do their job, your team isn't, your, your business isn't going to be as successful as it could be. So, you know, we have to get, there's still people who hang on to this leadership paradigm of, hey, this is the leader that's got the big ego and he's just pushing the troops and, you know, he's, he's pushing them every step of the way. But, you know, sometimes I need to push my team, sometimes I need to pull them, but I've got to be smart enough to know when the, what situation is called for at what time. But think about this. I mean, would you be okay with your team saying, gosh, we didn't even need him or her to get this done? For a lot of people, that's a terrifying thought. But gosh, imagine if you were able to create that kind of an environment. And that's really what you want because as a small business owner or as a leader, one of the most terrifying things to do is to step away and take vacation and be out of the the, the business for a while. Who knows what you're coming back to? A leader who buys into this philosophy comes back to a well-oiled machine that's doing fine without you. And some of the business owners that I work with that have the greatest success and that have reached the greatest heights are those business owners who now take two, three weeks off at a time, they come back, and they'll have their best month ever. Well, gosh, how the hell does that happen? It happens because they trust their team, 
and they've put the right pieces in place for that. They've created the environment for that success to happen. So the last question I want you to ask yourself is, are you going to be the doer in your business or are you going to be the caretaker of your business? Because initially, when you first start out, you're the doer. You're doing a lot. You're doing a lot of things that you shouldn't be doing. You're doing some bookkeeping. You're doing some cleaning. You're doing some maintenance. You're the IT department. You name it. You're doing a lot of things that you shouldn't be doing. But as your business grows and expands, you start to offload some of those things. Some of us are better at that than others. Some of us still hang on to things that, boy, we just can't trust You know these things. And a lot of it's because of stories that have been created for ourselves in the past, for why this type of delegation doesn't work, why you can't delegate your books. I hear that one a lot. Can't delegate my books because my granddaddy said that uh, you always do your own books and you do them by hand. You don't use technology or you know whatever nonsense that I hear that way. Um, we hold on to these things. But we have to decide, are we going to be a doer or are we going to be a caretaker? The caretaker is someone who comes over high level and they're taking care of the internal experience. So that's point number four on my total experience design manifesto in case you haven't checked out the total, man- total experience design book. But number four is the, the, ex- the internal culture is the caretaker of the external experience. So as a caretaker, I want to take care of my team and the culture inside of my business so that my clients or my, my patients or my end users can get taken care of by my team. So I want to be less of a doer and I want to be more of a caretaker. How are our finances looking? How's my team looking? Are they trained? Do we need to hire anyone? How are our systems and processes? Where are the breakdowns? How are things looking? Does the How is the experience? How's the service? All these things I want to look at and manage. But I can't do that if I'm the hardcore doer. If I'm in there just doing, doing, doing all day long. It's very hard for me to be the caretaker when I'm a doer. And I hear this a lot. There's a lot of times a dilemma comes up for a business owner. And they're like, hey, you know, my business isn't doing as well as I'd like it to. And when I ask them about working on the business, they're like, well, yeah, I know I don't work on the business, but why the hell are you asking me about that? What does that have to do with my business's success? What I need to do is, you know, I need to lower my prices or I need to, I need to see more people. I need to get in there and, and do this and that. And they have the exact opposite approach of what's really going to make them successful, which is, hey, you've got an established business. It's not growing the way that you want it to, but it's not because you're not doing the work. It's because you're not taking care of the business. And eventually, all good things slow down or, or go the other way if we're not treating them the right way. So I talked about the, the second law of thermodynamics, which is entropy. And you know, you think about a great example of that is like, look, I want to put, uh, hot, I want to put a, a pot of water on a stove and heat it up. Well, eventually, I'm going to heat it. But look, as soon as I take the, stove, the, the pot off the stove, it starts to return back to its original f- format or its its original uh, temperature. That's the same thing for our business. You know, we put it, we put our business on the stove, we heat it up, and then we take it off, and then we wonder why it cools off. And so we got to think about this: if your business isn't doing the things that you want to do, is it because there are certain areas that you're not taking care of things? Are you not taking care of your employees? Are you not taking care of systems and processes? Are you not taking care of the money that's coming in there? That's called stewardship. Are you being a steward for your business? Are you being someone who's taking care 
of everything that needs to be taken care of or overseeing that. Now, when I say take care of it, it doesn't mean that you're doing it. It means you're watching it, looking at it, paying attention to it, nurturing it, and growing it. Those are the things that you're doing when we're being a caretaker. So think about this. Hopefully this sparks some thought. As you think about your big picture and where you're going in your business, you think about your leadership and what you're trying to accomplish there. Are you being a doer? Are you being a caretaker? Are you taking care of the long-term goals of your business? Ask yourself some of those questions. And hey, if some questions come up and you want more depth, you want to talk to me about it, go to newworkrevolution.com. Go to the contact form, fill it out, ask me a question. I'd be happy to answer it for you. So I want to thank everyone for listening this week. Um, If you like the show, please share it. Uh, Twitter it, Facebook it, you name it, Google Plus it, that still exists, right? Uh, Put it out there. And hey, if you haven't got your copy of the Management Playbook on Amazon, go check it out on Kindle right now, $2.99 on Amazon. Go check it out. And again, thank you for listening, and we'll talk again next week. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.